sound system up and running. Here he comes. Well, I want to welcome everyone here to a Tuesday at the river. Hallelujah. Well, we get to jump in anytime we want. <laughs> And let the Holy Spirit just take us away. So uh, the lesson I'm doing today is, is something actually um, probably most of you guys have heard, but we know we need to hear this over and over and over again. Um, Gary Kesey said something. It says, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, yeah, I know that. But he goes, the, his qualification for you know, could you stand up and teach it? That's when you know that you know it. And you've got to get to that point to where you've got it so ingrained in you that then at that point, then you can walk it out in faith. So it takes a lot more than what people think to get your heart to the point where it's ready to reach out in faith and receive. So it's important that we hear these things over and over and over again. We need to be reminded, you know. Um, it's almost like, you know, you had a time where you heard this and you planted it in your heart and you meditated and it's there, but then it gets used up. It's like, you know, fruit that gets eaten. Well, you need to plant some more, you know. So the best thing to do is just keep planting all the time so you have an abundance for you and enough for everybody else that comes to you, <laughs> right? Let's pray. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord, that we get to sit at your table and, and eat of the fruit of your word. And we just thank you for that. And Holy Spirit, you are a teacher. You were sent to teach us. So I just ask that you would just in every way help me to to say the things I need to say, and then also for those who out there would be able to hear and understand so they can take these things home and walk these things out. We thank you for your, all your love and your care in Jesus' name. So I guess I will uh, make sure my phone silent. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, a lesson uh, It says, God wants you well. And these lessons are by Andrew Walmack. Now, Angel Womack has a book that's called God Wants You Well, and there's, I think it's eight to 12 lessons in there. Um, these are basically the cliff notes for lesson one and lesson two. <laughs> so uh, my intention is to get the other ones and maybe teach uh, two or three at, at a time. So, um, but these things that we need to be reminded of. So first lesson is Jesus is the very image of God. And the second lesson is going to be Jesus um, did not just heal us spiritually. A lot of people are taught that. So we need to know that that's not true. So um, Matthew 8, 17 says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So uh, Andrew Walmack said Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses in his body on the cross. It is a part of the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ for us to be healed. Jesus doesn't want us to be sick any more than he wants us to sin. Okay? One thing, you know, people are like, well, what is atonement? When someone does something wrong, they, um, a lot of times judgment comes that there's an atonement for that. You know, sometimes you, you know, if somebody does something really bad, the atonement's for them to go to jail. You know, that's their atonement. 
So we had an atonement for our sin, also for our sickness, for our diseases, our infirmities, all these things, right? We were going to have to pay the, the cost, the price, and we do in this life and the life to come, unfortunately. But Jesus actually paid it for us, so we didn't have to pay for it. He took all those things that were on us that we were going to have to atone for. He took them, and he paid for them when he died on the cross, right? So um, one of the things, the way I see this is um, one time I was praying for, I forgot what what thing, because, you know, the, the devil loves to come and attack us. So it was something that was going on in my body. And I was praying. I said, God, I said, what do I need to do with this? He goes, you need to see that it's nailed to the cross and covered in the blood, <laughs> right? He goes, so don't let it go from there. Say, no, I'm not taking this. You get back on the cross. That's where you belong, nailed to it and covered in the blood. You have nothing to do with me any longer. So anytime I felt that, I said, no, no, no. In Jesus' name, you get back on that cross you're nailed to the cross and, and covered in the blood, and eventually it went away, you know. So um, it's one way I see it, you know. I, I like to see things in pictures. I, it make, helps me to understand better <laughs> to me. It has to be simple for me to understand, um, which works out great because then I can explain it to other people, and if it's, if it's simple to me, then hopefully most people will be able to, to understand it. So, so the first one says, how do I know it's God's will for me to be well? said, let us look at Jesus, for he represented the will, the heart, and the character of the Father. All right? So, um, of course, I, I went to Karis Bible College. Lots of classes on healing, right? And uh, I think one of my favorites was the class, this particular class, that um, if you see Jesus, you see the Father. Because we have some really, really screwed up, understanding and pictures of what the father father god is but jesus perfectly represented his character his will and and um his heart on things i remember i I was talking to my daughter sarah and i said let me ask you if god himself came down and was a man what what do you think he would act like what, what, what would he say? What would he, what would he do? And she started going off. So I, said, I said, he did. He came down, and he was Jesus. So when you see Jesus, it, he perfectly represented the Father in his heart. So, right? So the Bible says of Jesus in Hebrews 1 and 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And, it's, you know, it says, who being the brightness of his glory, the exact image, the exact, if, if God stood in front of the mirror, that's Jesus, the exact image of the Father. And, and I don't know why, you know, I, this, I was reading this, and this song came to me, you know. It's like God's like, all these people are saying, I'm this and I'm that and, and all these things. It's, but when Jesus came on the scene, this is, I heard this song. It says, that song that goes, I'm coming out. I want the world to know 
I'm going to let it show. If you had any idea of who God was, how he acted in any way, if you look at Jesus, you have no question. This is what God would do. This is what God would say. This is how God would act. You know, if he were a man and he became that man, that man was Jesus. So we can look at the life of Jesus and see the very character, the heart, and the will of God. So what are some of the things that Jesus did? Jesus is the perfect representation of God the Father. Jesus said that he only did what, the fa- what he saw the Father do. And he told his disciples that to see him was to see the Father. Jesus represented God perfectly. So if we want to know God's will concerning healing, all we have to do is examine the life and teachings of Jesus. All that came to Jesus, he healed them. Not some, not most, but all. All of them. And all these scriptures and so many more, you know, it talks about how they came to him and he healed them all. Not once did he turn anybody away. Not once did he says, oh, go repent. Not once did he, he goes, well, you know, um, you, won't you give me some money and then I'll do this. Freely he gave. That was his, his thing. In Mark 6 and 5, this is a, um, the time when he went to his hometown, right? And it says he didn't heal very many except a few sick folk. But you know what? All that came to him got healed. All that came to him got healed. The problem was their unbelief, but if someone is in unbelief, they're not going to come to you to get them to pray for you. (laughs) So I believe all that believed in him and went to him, and he prayed for them, they were healed. So when you come to Jesus and you ask for healing, he won't turn you away for any reason. He paid for it. He paid for it all doesn't matter what it is, he's going to heal you. Because that is his heart, that's his will, and that is his character. Okay? Jesus never, that's your next fill-in, caused anyone to be sick. Because, you know, (laughs) he didn't use sickness to teach people lessons. We have some really messed up teaching in the body of Christ, saying, well, God put that on you to teach you a lesson. God does not do that. Um, there's so many people out there that are hurt because they, they literally believe this, that God put these sicknesses and diseases on them or their family members. I've got a sister-in-law that's completely brokenhearted, believed in God, believed in Jesus, but her mom got sick. And then several other things happened to her mom. And she goes, this, she loved God. She loved Jesus. And she died a horrific death and had to suffer for many years why would god do that well you've been lied to that was not god at all just as you believe in jesus there we have an enemy that's the devil the devil is the one that comes to kill steal and destroy jesus only comes to give life and life abundantly but a lot of people believe this why would god allow that God doesn't allow those things. It's the enemy coming in and taking advantage, okay? 
So yet today people are saying God has blessed them with sickness because it captured their attention and drew, drew them to the Lord. Well, you know, when you're in a bad spot and you all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I should turn to God. <laughs> and they do. And you know what? God does draw cl- close. You take one step toward God and he comes running, right? You start walking his way and he starts running to you. He's going to come and clean you up, dress you up, put shoes, put a ring on you. I mean, he just, he just doesn't stop because that's, he loves us that much. But that's all we have to do is turn to him and start walking that way. And he comes running. And so that's what people experience. They turn, they turn to God because they're in a spot where they know the doctors can't help them. No one else can help them. So they turn to God and God comes running. And so then they count that as, oh, well, this was a good thing. Well, it was a good thing that you turned to the Lord, but the, the sickness was not from God. It wasn't a blessing from God. People are crediting God with making them paralyzed or ill, but Jesus never used it, illness to accomplish his will. Sick, it, sickness is never a blessing in disguise. It's listed as part of the curse, which is your fill-in. Welcome. So, um, second fill-in. Let's see, perfect representation. And then, oh, Jesus never caused anyone to be sick. God perfectly, sorry, I didn't see that. Perfectly, Jesus never caused anyone to be sick. And it's um, sickness, it's listed as part of the curse, is the next one. So, one thing that's really nice about reading about the curses, like, I don't want to read about the curses. But, you know, if you read the curses and there's something in your life, then you can recognize that that was part of the curse. And you can go, you know what? I'm not going to put up with this anymore. That's part of the curse, and I'm no longer cursed. Jesus bore the curse on his body. And guess what? He nailed it to the cross, covered it in the blood so that you did not, you don't have to um, have that anymore. So the devil would love to try to convince you that, no, 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 you have to have this, but you do not. So if you see, in, if you read the curses and it's part of your life, you can say, it's stopping now. Devil, you've got no right. I've been redeemed. Jesus paid the price. I don't have to have this any longer. Or if someone says, oh, this is going to happen to you. Oh, no, 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 that's part of the curse. And Jesus has redeemed me from the curse. So it's actually beneficial to read those things, the, the, the curses, because then you know, oh, Jesus redeemed me. I don't have to have these things any, long, any longer. So if the curse comes knocking on your door, you can say, here comes another song that came to me. It says, hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. I said, God, why are you giving me these, these little songs? <laughs> I said, I said uh, he's like, well, there's somebody in here who's going to really appreciate that. I'm like, okay, so, all right, because I feel silly. <laughs> A little silly doing that, but anyway. And so I did. I was obedient. <laughs> so rede- Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the enemy. So let's read Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Christ has redeemed 
us from the curse of the law. He paid the price, okay? Um, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. And he did this for a purpose, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, there is not a single example in Scripture of Jesus doing things that religion is your fill-in, is blaming God for today. Jesus said, said, he that has seen me hath seen the Father. No one, no, one of the greatest testimonies in Scripture that God wants you well is that the fact that Jesus' Jesus' life expressly shows his desire to heal the sick, even when Paul, Paul, the Apostle Paul was preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, the household of uh, Cornelius, he summarized the life and ministry of Jesus by saying this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's the devil. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, not oppressed of God, but oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. It says that Jesus went about doing good is your fill-in. Not only did Jesus heal those who were oppressed of the devil, he healed them all. All. Every one of them. Not some of them, not most of them, but all of them. He didn't just go around healing some people. Jesus' actions is a demonstration of God's will to heal everyone, not just a select few. So, to me, this meant a lot. I, it was, to me, when I first heard this, it was like a light bulb went off in, in, my, in, in my mind and in my heart. Like, wow, that's true. You know, if Jesus was the exact representation, then I can trust that when I come to God, it, it is his will, his plan, his purpose for me to be healed. So I can come to him and know that every time his answers, yes, and amen, be healed. Okay? So remember, go to those curses and say, oh, nope, that's part of the curse. You're out of here. You're out of here in Jesus' name. I'm no, that curse has nothing to do with me any longer. You've been redeemed. If sickness comes knocking on your door, you go, no, back to the cross. You're nailed there and covered in the blood. I'm not allowing you to do anything else to me. That's where you belong, and that's where you're going to stay. So... Anyway, so let's go to number two. Do the scriptures about healing apply to my body or just to my soul and spirit? Who has ever uh, been told that uh, the scriptures about healing only have to do with spiritual healing or soul, soul healing? I was taught that. I came out of the Catholic Church, right? And then so I, everything was new to me, and I got taught a lot of bad stuff. And one of the things that I was taught is that anytime it said uh, healing, it meant spiritual healing or healing for your soul, but it had nothing to do with your body, you know. Well, I was a new Christian. I didn't know any better. I was, I was taking everything hook, line, and sinker, you know. I swallowed it, you know, whole. And um, I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, okay, all right. Well, we had this guy come in. His name was Phil Antunes. He came to the church, and I think God just sent him there for me. Well, this, this guy was kind of like he walked out of the book of Acts, you know. 
he was coming in, and he had testimonies of all these amazing, miraculous things happening in his life, including him being healed and him laying hands on the sick and they being healed. And I'm like, what, 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 what? You got to be kidding me. I, I was told that if it said anything about healing, it was always spiritual and so, but it didn't have anything to do with your body. And he goes, oh, no, no. Jesus still heals today, just like he healed, you know, back when he was alive. Just like it, you know. He just, in our, you know, if we go and we lay hands according to the word of God in Jesus' name, and, you know, they'll get healed. So he told me a story. He goes, I had, um, he worked at a lumber mill. So, you know, construction place. This guy comes in, and I've told part of this story, but he comes in uh, before, and he comes in, and it is absolutely pouring outside. So this guy comes in. He's all drenched. He's just looking like, oh, my gosh, the world's going to end. And he goes, feels like, well, what's wrong? What's going on? He goes, part of my contract is if I don't finish today, um, I'm, they're going to fine me $15,000. And I can't finish if it's raining. And I've explained this to them. But they said, no, it doesn't matter. If you don't, part of your contract, we're going to find you $15,000. He goes, I don't know what to do. So he goes, he gets out from behind his desk. He opens up the door. He points at the sky and says, in the name of Jesus, rain, stop. And then he comes back around the desk and then finishes taking the order. The guy's just looking at him like, who is this kook? <laughs> Right? So he, he finishes the order, and then he, has to, he takes the paper, and he goes in the back, and then they, you know, they load him up. So he, he, walk, he opens the door, and then all of a sudden, the sun just opened up. Uh, the clouds opened up, and the sun hit him in the face. And he turned around. He goes, who are you? <laughs> well, I was enamored by that. I'm like, what? 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 So he goes, he goes, look, Jesus has given power and authority to the believers, all right? And I am a believer. So he talked to him for a little while. A week later, he gets a call from the same guy. Hey, I, my wife is going in uh, for cancer surgery next week. Would you please come and pray for her? And he goes, sure, I'll, I'll come out. So they were good Baptist folk. And they were taught just like I was. Oh, though, all spiritual, he any kind of healing it had nothing to do with physical healing. It only had to do with spiritual and soulical healing. So he was sharing all the scriptures, you know, with her about how it was prophesied that Jesus would come to heal not just, you know, our sins, but also our sicknesses and the diseases. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. I know for a fact that it, it has nothing to do with physical healing. And so finally he goes, well, would you at least let me lay my hands on you and, and just pray for you? She goes, yeah, sure. So he lays hands on her, and in Jesus' name, he, he, he um, cursed the, the, um, the cancer in Jesus' name to be healed. And it was just a simple prayer, and then he left. So the next week, she goes in for surgery. And they go in, they cut her open, and the cancer rolled, just rolled out. It had died. So they're like, well, if we knew this, we wouldn't have to do, sur you know, uh, surgery because basically your body if it, it would have basically gotten rid of it. So he calls them and go, tells them this and just going, oh, my gosh. So God really does still heal today, you know. So if someone comes to you and tells you uh, that, oh, God doesn't heal today, it's a lie. He still heals today. We've had so many, I mean, this is healing rooms. 
We've had thousands of people come through here, be prayed for, and they were healed. Well, they were healed spiritually. We had some healed, you know, their souls. But we've had a lot of their bodies also healed. Miraculous cancer, you know, AIDS, um, just anything and everything you could possibly think of. God has healed it, you know. We had one precious family come in with this little boy. He's two years old, and he gets just terrible food allergies. But he would eat something, and he wound up in the hospital, you know, for days. And then uh, we prayed for him. And since then, he was, he's been completely healed. He can eat anything he wants. Praise God. Jesus still heals today. Right? Isn't that exciting? So don't believe it. When it talks about physical healing, it, it, was, it actually meant physical healing. And we can see that in the life of, of, of the ministry of, of Jesus Christ. He went about doing good healing, physically healing all who are oppressed of the devil. So, um, A, Jesus, out of his great love, took our sins and our sicknesses, as you're filling, upon his body on the cross. The word of God is very clear on this point. So God prophesied of what Jesus would do in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So, you know, a lot of people are like, well, God healed in the Old Testament, right? And I believe they were healed on credit. You know, God knew that one day Jesus was going to come and he was going to pay for those, um, those sicknesses and diseases. You know, when he died, well, it took stripes upon his back and he died on the cross. So I believe all healing has to do with Jesus, with his sacrifice and with the stripes that he, even before Jesus came. Okay, so in Matthew eight seventeen, um, this scripture also applies to the healing of our physical bodies. The gospel of Matthew tells how people brought their sick to Jesus and he healed them all, showing his desire to heal everyone. Then in reference, this exact prophecy saying, so Jesus had healed all these people physically. And so Matthew said this was the fulfillment of the, pro- of the prophecy we just read out of Isaiah, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. What are infirmities is weaknesses, right? Whether you were born with these weaknesses or something happened to you from, from um, an accident or everything, anything like that, Jesus paid for those too. And also he bore our sicknesses. So when sickness comes knocking on your door, it says, no, again, to the cross. <laughs> you have nothing to do with me any lo- anymore. This bold declaration clearly says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Peter declared that Jesus fulfilled Isaiah 53, 4 in 1 Peter 2, 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So, Before Jesus came and took those stripes, everybody was healed because Jesus was going to take the stripes and our healing, our healing through those stripes. Now we're looking back at what Jesus did, all right? And then that's how we receive our healing. Jesus paid for it. So now religion, as you're filling, enters in with its customary confusion and tries to spiritualize this scripture by saying we are only healed 
in our hearts. Religion says this means that in our hearts and emotions, we were healed from hurt and pain of sin. It is true, it is true to say that, but it isn't the whole truth is your fill-in, whole truth. Jesus came, Jesus came to set us free emotionally and spiritually, but he didn't stop there. Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses in his body on the cross. It is part of the atonement. Because of sin entered in the world, part of our punishment was the sicknesses and disease came in. But Jesus now has paid for that so that we don't have to bear those things anymore. Let's see. It is part of the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ for us to be healed. Jesus doesn't want us to be sick any more than he wants us to sin. Okay? So those are two of, I think there's 12 um, chapters in the book, God Wants You Well. So um, I'm going to continue making some studies on those, and I'll, next time I have an opportunity, I will share the next few. So, so believe, believe that Jesus is the exact representation of God, is the very character, the will, and the heart. And Jesus went about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And also, when it talks about physical healing, it means physical healing. It doesn't mean just spiritual and soul, you know, your soul being healed. It also means that he also paid for your physical sicknesses, disease, and infirmities also. Okay? So, let's see. Our decorations say, let's say this. Say, devil, when you come knocking on my door with sickness and disease, I'm going to say, hit the road, Jack, and don't come back. Say, go to the cross. You're nailed there and covered in the blood. You have nothing to do with me any longer. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Any questions or comments? No? Okay. You got a comment? Okay. So Sunday morning when I woke up and put my foot on the floor, I was so dizzy. And I was like, where in the world is this coming from? So I laid back down. I got up again, and it was the same thing. And it was the enemy trying to keep me from the house of the Lord. So I was like, what in the world? And I called my daughter, and I said, Cordina, I'm dizzy. I just don't know. I don't want to walk out there and fall or anything. And she said, Mama, the best place for us to be is in the house of the Lord. She said, come on. So I got up, and I got dressed. 
And when I got here, it, it had started fading away. I don't know what it was. Anyway, I said, the Lord, the devil is not going to take my praise. I will always have a praise. So it left and it's gone to the cross in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, and sometimes, you know, it hits us and we're kind of wonder, what is this? What's going on and everything? And we just, our, our first reaction needs to be, oh, no, you got nothing to do with me <laughs> to the cross in Jesus name. Right. Right away. The sooner you do it, the easier it is to put this off of you. Oh, Vicki. Um, we're getting a lot of teaching <clears throat> on speaking against things not thinking against things. And we have to be willing to speak it, which is what you just said, out of our mouth. Because Jesus spoke words. He didn't just mentally assent to the idea that he could heal and he touched people and went on his way. He spoke. He rebuked. And... He called forth. And I, I, I think we're getting more and more teaching on that, but I need more practice speaking it out, also speaking the word out, also picturing, picturing with our mind's eye the word that God spoke as a picture that will go into our heart. And it's really powerful. And I, I have been through a lot, so I can understand some places that didn't go well. But only God knows. And my job is to just trust and obey. You know, we can, when we have things that come our way, um, and we don't do what we want, and then he overwhelms us, and then we come on the other side. God, God will remind us those things, but not to beat us down, but just to show us where we, well, this is where you, you kind of slipped up here. But if next time it happens, do this. And uh, when you imagine the things, right, when you see, oh, you actually see that you're sending that sickness or disease or whatever it is to the cross. You need to see it's nailed to the cross. And it's like, nah, no matter how much you beg, I am not going to allow you to come up. And you do that by your words, Right. Out of your mouth. So, hold on just a second. Yeah, we have to remember, when you hear it the loudest, uh, Mabel, because I've heard that before from myself over and over, you think the enemy would leave me and Dave alone, you know? Uh, but he just keeps hammering away, doesn't he? He's, he's old slewfoot. And so, I um, was talking to one particular lady, and I said, you just try it. You try it. And she was saying, I'm struggling to get in the cab. I'm struggling with my back. Then I've got the headache. And then I almost stumbled when I was walking down my steps. Oh, maybe I should just go back in. And she said, the cab came. Oh, well, I'm going to come anyway. I said, the next time you have that on you, you just watch. When you come through the doors, it lifts up. It just lives off of you. And she told me that one time, two times, four times, five times, it's happened to her. When she felt the worst... And then she came in, and she was, you know, kind of dancing and jumping around and rejoicing. It's just a spiritual warfare. You stand against those things. So, um, like, 
some nights, you know, I have a struggle sleeping. And I just say, God, I thank you that I don't need sleep. I, I just need grace. And I thank you for your abundance of grace. So it doesn't matter if I sleep or not. You've got me. Yeah, I got your super all over my natural. So whatever is needed of me to do, it doesn't matter. Duh. If you want to try to sell, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just want to say that a lot of wounds that we get in our soul all through our lifetimes, they might cause sicknesses too. So it's a good thing to bring it to the cross. And yes, and uh, so that will bring healing to the wounds. The other thing is yesterday my grandson, eight years, he was very, very strong with his scooter, you know, just pushing like crazy, and he fell. And when he, <laughs> he kept saying, my thumb hurts, my thumb hurts, and so I, w I prayed over it. And, and after a while, he it didn't hurt anymore. So anyway, that's how we can teach our children. Definitely, definitely I'll take the opportunity to... Uh, to pray over and to say no in Jesus' name, it's, you're healed. One thing that the Lord has shown me is if I am awake um, in the middle of the night and I seem to be like, Lord, is there anything you want me to pray about? And I remember I, I woke up and um, I saw a picture of a fella that looked like he was from Eastern Europe. And um, so I sat up in my bed and prayed in the spirit for about 20 minutes and felt a release. And Cheryl was fast asleep. I didn't wake her up. Usually, if I get up in the middle of the night and really stay awake for a while, I, I'm, I'm done. I have to, you know, I can't go back to sleep. But I laid back down. Um, one of my cousins was, uh, at the time, was over in Eastern Europe. And I knew that um, he was trying to contact the underground church in Romania. So when I knew he was back, I called him. I said, what were you doing Wednesday night about 3 o'clock in the morning our time? He said, well, I was meeting with Peter Kuzmik, who is the head of the underground church in Romania. I said, what does he look like? He said, well, he's a nice-looking Slavic gentleman with light blonde hair. In this vision, that's exactly who I saw. He looked like Ilya Kuliakin on Mission Impossible. Had a blue suit on. I said, what kind of, was, what was he wearing? He says he was wearing a blue suit. About a year later, I actually saw Peter Kuzmik on the 700 Club. Pat Robertson was inter interviewing him, and this was the same guy I saw in that vision. And he was the, at the time I was praying, they were trying to develop a strategy to reach the, the believers that were being persecuted in Romania. Wow, thank God. That's right. So I was wake, waking up uh, one night, and and uh, in my heart I was like, oh, I had gotten a call from one of my friends way back that he needed help moving, you know. I'm like, help moving? And then I kind of fell asleep. Then uh, my wife wakes up in the morning and says, who is this Jimmy? I keep, God's like, keep saying, oh, wow, really? That's very interesting because <laughs> that's who I was dreaming about that needed help moving. So we took the opportunity to pray for him, um, believing he had a need. But. Hi. Sorry, I got here late. I, I want to make sure that I understood the, the messaging since we missed it. But 
talking about speaking out and the Lord responding. That God wants him well. That God wants him well. Well, amen. This is this is one I've shared here a bit, but um, we had moved here with a two-week-old up to a 12-year-old, four children. And our youngest was still a baby. We finally got into a house. We had to wait till our prior house had sold before we could move into a house here. And I'm busy with the kids and setting up the household and blah, blah, blah. But through that process of the moving, a situation that I dealt with in my life called epilepsy came in full force and I was having grand mal seizures. And when we were still living in the apartment, I was really nervous because I had to climb three flights of stairs and I already had a toddler to hold on to and a baby to carry. And I was so afraid I could have a seizure while I'm on the stairs and my children, my younger children could get hurt as well as everything else. So long story short, um, I asked for prayer and, and really believed that the Lord would respond to my prayer needs as well as my youngest, the baby, he had chronic ear infections and he would finish amoxicillin, a few days would pass and another ear infection. It was month after month after month. It wasn't normal. And so he was, as a baby, seated on my lap when the pastor of the church we attended at the time and his assistant came out and prayed for the both of us. Well, I believed for my healing, and of course I claimed it for my littlest one. Adam did not continue having uh, uh, ear infections, which was a total chain breaker because he'd had them since he was very, very young. And in my case, I was in our house finally after the house got sold, and I could feel, I'd always feel when I was having a grand mal seizure. I won't go through that, but I could tell it was coming on. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And with that, I felt coming up out of my throat that demon spirit of epilepsy leave my body. God is so good and so merciful to meet us wherever we're at. Sometimes with the pastor, sometimes we're here by So Jesus still heals. So um, Pastor Ina got healed of very marrow surgery. When I uh, grand mal seizures and had my last one when I was close to four years old. Her mom prayed for her and God healed her. So anybody else want to share anything? So we've got lots of families here that we could probably share all kinds of different uh, times that God has healed. He still heals today. I just had a text come in. We're just talking about healing. Uh, Janie and Virgil are in a meeting with uh, about uh, 10 other couples, and Virgil just got choked on a piece of hamburger, and he can't get his breath, and he can't get back to normal. So can we pray for him right now, please? So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, uh, Holy Spirit, you're right there with him. You live in, in, in Virgil. So right now, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would just cause that to come up, get out in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for that, for your power moving and working, all those things up and out of the way. Virgil, you breathe normal in every way. In Jesus' name, no complications to this as if it never happened. And that's all we have to say is thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.